What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Co-host Wes Goldberg joining me in just a minute from Boston. The Kobe Bryant tributes have continued as they should. Uh, Players are changing their numbers across the league in order to honor them. A current Warrior has done so. A former Warrior has done so. And a lot of other players as well. We're going to talk about that. Uh, A certain center could be returning to the Warriors very soon. Help shore up that position. A guy who's kind of been the forgotten man this season. We'll mention that. And then another center has been playing great. And we forget about how young he is as well and the potential he has for further development with the dubs. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, Wes Goldberg joining me in just a minute from Boston. Scene of Thursday night's game against the Celtics. Yeah, I know. Celtics. The Dubs and the NBA have continued to honor Kobe Bryant as they should and as they will continue to throughout this season, next season, uh, you know, forever pretty much. Uh, a former Warrior and current Warrior both changed their numbers in order to honor him uh, in a, a very touching move by both. Uh, Kavon Looney looks like he might be on his way back to the court with the dubs, which would be a nice boost for the Warriors and that center position. And hopefully to him being healthy next season. That's the biggest most important part of this year for him is that he can get his body right and get healthy enough to play next season when it really matters. And then Marquise Chris has been playing great and we forget about how young he is just because he's been in the league for a couple of years. Uh, we're going to talk about all of that coming up in just a minute here on locked on warriors. But first, are you looking for a spring vacation? Follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for cactus league spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. You get to follow your favorite baseball team to Arizona for Cactus League, 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75-degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Meet the players and get autographs before games. It's such a great experience, guys. It's like summer league in the NBA. You're, You're rubbing shoulders with these guys at the local restaurants and bars. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for a baseball fan. It's also completely family-friendly. Bringing kids along to spring training, it's a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That is visitarizona.com slash spring training. Wes, you, of course, are in Boston preparing for the Thursday night game against the Celtics. Uh, But it is Wednesday, and there has been a little bit of news across the NBA. It's uh, players continuing to honor Kobe Bryant and change their numbers uh, either from 8 or 24 to to something different. We saw Quinn Cook actually uh, with the Lakers change his number from 2 to 28 to actually honor uh, Kobe and his daughter. His daughter wore number 2. Kobe wore 8. Uh, Alec Burks has changed his number from 8 to 20. There's a bunch of other examples as well. 
Um, have you been able, has anyone able to talk to Alec about the, the decision to change his number or is it just as simple as just honoring, you know, one of the best to ever do it in Kobe Bryant? So we did get a chance to actually ask Alec about the official jersey swap. He was still wearing number eight at practice this morning, um, but he does indeed plan to change it to 20. Uh, but I do know why he wears number eight. And it's not because it's not because of Kobe. It's because that's the number that the Warriors gave him, and he just rolled <laughs> with it. And I think he just sort of saw all these players changing from you know players who had worn number eight or twenty four yeah. on other teams, and saw that they were changing it. And I think he like kind of looked down on his jersey, and he was like, "Oh snap, I'm wearing number eight and <laughs> just decided to change it to twenty. So I don't know why he changed it to twenty. He wore ten most of his career. I mean, he wore it in yeah. Colorado and in the NBA. So I don't know if it's just two times ten or I, like I literally just, I have no idea. But uh, he's he's going to 20. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear why players wear certain numbers. Not that it ever really matters, but it's always interesting uh, to hear. That's funny. Yeah, he was just given number eight and whoops, it was Kobe's yep. number. <laughs> he's like, I guess I'll change it now. Yeah, right on. Well, good good for him. Uh, you know, Mason Plumley. I think he's made, one of the Plumleys also changed their Mason. number. And then one of the Morris brothers as well. Uh, you know, I have trouble uh, differentiating from from the Plumleys and the Morrises, I guess. Uh, change from eight to eighty-eight. Um, so it's it's across the league, and I, I know when people started first doing it, the league, you know, had to approve all of them. And I remember, at least in the NFL, part of that was just the business aspect of, okay, well, we have a hundred thousand printed jerseys for you in this number, um, and you know, we need to sell them. <laughs> so. Uh, luckily, none of the players have been um, prominent enough that it would get in the way, I guess you could say. Uh, like if Steph had to change, wanted to change his number from, say, 8 or 24, like probably wouldn't be able to do it because of the amount of merchandise out there with that that number on it. So um, just lucky, I guess, in this situation that business hasn't gotten in the way of, of honoring one of the, the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, we'll probably see a lot fewer Alec Burks jerseys now than we know when they <laughs> already do. So. <laughs> Don't do Alec like that, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, it, it seems like the the trade deadline, the chatter is slowed down, obviously, because the news has been Kobe Bryant out over the last couple of days. But it is going to pick up. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of flown by. We're, what, eight, nine days away from the trade deadline. Yeah. And I do think we're going to see a couple moves still. Um, just nothing – haven't heard anything yet over the last couple of days. Just wanted to update everyone on that. I mean, have you caught any, uh, any gusts of anything, any, any, no, I mean, any rumors? Well, I think the Kobe Bryant thing, um, not only did it interrupt, you know, our coverage of the league and, you know, kind of paused the entire world. It seems like, I mean, I think it affected the NBA a lot. Yeah, like I yeah. think, it disrupted trade conversations. I mean, we haven't heard a whole lot from across the league at all. I mean, no trades have been done since Sunday morning. Like, and that's like, we're like you said, we're ramping up to the trade deadline. I don't know how many trades we could have realistically expected, but there's always a few that kind of happen in the, in the, you know, far away days of the trade deadline before it really starts ramping up. But um, absolutely. I mean, this had a huge impact on what front offices were doing. I mean, how, how people, you know, they're, their day-to-day, you know, business schedules and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, I think it, it had a dramatic impact on just basically everything. It interrupted the league in a very, very major way. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no question. It's been, uh, it's continued to be the headline, the talking point. I mean, as well, it should be. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do think the next couple of days it'll start to pick up. We'll start to hear more and probably see a couple, couple of trades and you never know. I mean, like the Blake Griffin trade a couple of years ago was a shocker. There's always, yeah. you, you, you never know what could happen. There's always something in, in the works and whether it actually happens or not, we'll have to wait and see, but you just, you never know a, a guy who just signed a $170 million contract could be moved from LA to Detroit. Or, you know, vice versa with Andre Drummond. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm also very. Yeah, look, I, I, and, and just for the, like, today was the first practice where, look, Kobe was brought up a little bit, but it was the mm-hmm. first practice where we just, it didn't start with Kobe Bryant questions. Um, it, it is starting to feel like across the league. I mean, the Lakers this morning had, um, had, had like a team meeting where they were sharing their favorite Kobe Bryant stories. Um, there, there does seem to be, a little bit of uh, the cloud, the fog right now seems to be lifting a little bit. Um, and look, this is going to be the season for Kobe Bryant. I think it's going to, but we're going to, that again, that fog is lifting a little bit. I think as the trade deadline, that urgency approaches, it's just, it's going to, you know, it's, it's deadline time, right? Like it's, it's procrastinating before your homework. I mean, you just sort of get this adrenaline rush uh, and you just go do it. And I think that's, what's going to happen in the league. And that's going that that's going to break people out of this little malaise that, that we're all currently in. And then once the All Star break hits, uh, I, I think we'll sort of get right back into a lot of the Kobe tributes and stuff like that. That's when they announce the Hall of Fame inductees. Obviously, Kobe will be a part of that. Um, so we'll go back into that into that world and into that sort of coverage. But uh, I do think that this trade deadline approaching is going. It, it's just going to help intensify the breaking out of what we're all like that the state of shock that we're still all current currently in. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when it comes to trades and transactions, I'm, I'm an addict. I'm selfish. As soon as we get one, I want a hundred more to follow. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's, that's just me. I need it and I'm sure we'll get it, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. There has been some news uh, for the Warriors at the center position. They might be getting one back and actually one had to sit out today. Uh, due to their contract. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. If you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Warriors is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Warriors fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Warriors fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked-on advertising success. Once again, the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, Wes, there was some news at the Warriors practice today where a certain center, Kevon Looney, uh, has practiced for the first time in what seems like all year, basically, Kind of been the forgotten man. I think he's missed 17 straight games, but was a full participant. Is there a chance we could see him coming up uh, on this road trip? That's the plan. Uh, he was a full participant in practice, like you said. He's been doing some light on-court work and, and been kind of ramping up his 
availability and practices over the last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, today, this morning in Boston, he went through the full practice and the Warriors are encouraged by it. They believe that he will play at some point, um, probably not tomorrow or, you know, Thursday night in Boston, but um, possibly in Cleveland, D.C. or Brooklyn is, you know, at some point during this trip, they do expect him to play. And he's been such the forgotten man in what is yeah. a lost season, basically. But you can't, you know, underestimate his importance on this team moving forward. That center position's thin. It's small. Not that he's a huge guy or anything, but fundamentally, he's probably their most well-rounded center that they have. And if he can come back next year completely healthy for him, which is what, you know, 20-something minutes a game and, you know, good offensive rebounding, stuff like that, that would be a major boost for the Warriors. And then you add in one more big guy. It's Center position seems pretty solidified, but it's just his importance moving forward is just uh, he's very important is basically what I'm trying to say, because not just because of what he can do on the court, but also the money they have tied up in him. Three years, $15 million contract that, that they haven't gotten their money's worth from right now uh, so far. And he's played 10 games this year and in a season that's been completely derailed by these injuries. I mean, it's the hamstring strain. It's the neuropathic condition. It's this abdominal strain. It's just, it's one thing after another. The guy's played 10 games and he's just been bad in all 10 games. And look, it's tough. Like he hasn't been in good condition. Like he can't get in playing shape because his body is just completely broken down right now, right now. And, and it's sad, but um, I think the Warriors really do feel for him, and they, they want to try to get him into the best shape. And, look, I think it's similar to what we're looking at with Steph and Clay and Draymond, where uh, the Warriors understand that they don't want to, you know, put any more miles on these guys than they have to or put these guys in harm's way if they, if they can help it. And I think the same goes for Kevon Looney, but at the same time, you, know, you got to get him out there at some point, and you got to see what he can do, and you got to try to get him into playing shape because he's not going to get there uh, just, you know, doing the treadmill and the, and the, the stationary bike, you know, at the side, on the side of the court, like he needs to, he needs to play. And, um, yeah. I think they're excited to see him play. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think he can help this team. I think defensively he can add a lot to this team. They're a little bit below average right now. If he can get them more to an average level, create a few more half court possessions for them to boost the offense, which is currently ranked last in the league. Uh, he can help in that regard as well. So, uh, they they want to see him out there and they want to see like, okay, what does this guy look like with D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green? Because those are, that's three of our starters for next year. Now all we're missing is Stephen Clay. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's just an important piece. Hopefully he can be healthy, get healthy. And this is the start of it. And there's not another setback uh, going into next year. Luckily it's a lost season where he can take as much time as necessary to uh, get back to 100% or as close as possible. But, yeah, he's uh, he's important because, like I said, because he's not going anywhere. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's, he's a warrior. So we'll see what happens. One other center on the team who has started ever since he came back on his two-way contract is Marquise Chris. Uh, he sat out today's practice uh, because of the two-way contract deal where he only has so many days. Uh, is that right, Wes, that he sat out today? That's right. So – Tough maneuvering around that, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure because you don't know what the Warriors are doing, but it would make sense that they convert him to a, a full NBA contract at some point. But I just wanted to bring him up because he's been really good. Uh, not just, you know, in, in the entire year he's been good. The entire from training camp to the non-guaranteed to the cut to the back to the two-way. 
Um, none of it would have happened if they didn't have hard cap restrictions. He'd just be on the team. But he's played really good ever since he came back. And something struck me last night where he posted uh, on Instagram. It was a picture of him and Matisse Teibel, uh playing against each other. And, you know, it was my brother, you know, first NBA game against each other, you know, blessed, whatever. But I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, Matisse Tybel's a rookie. Marquise Chris has been in the league for like four years. How, how does he know him? He's, you know, four years older than him. Like, and it just hits me. No, he's 22. Matisse Tybel is actually a couple months older than Marquise Chris, who <laughs> has been in the league on in his fourth year. And it's just such a reminder how young he is and a reminder of how, I guess you could say important it is that they got him back because at 22, there's still so much development that this guy can have where, where even though he's good right now, like there's no reason to think he, he can't get better where he's the same age as a lot of rookies. Yeah. And the fact that he's not pra- like he's not going to practice with the Warriors because on those off days, they don't want to, he's only got 18 more days left under this two way contract because it was prorated because he signed that two way in the middle of the year. So he's only got 18 more days and uh, they only want to use those days for game days because he's their starting center. And that says a lot about what they think of Marquise Chris, right? Like, hey, you can just not practice and still be our starting center. That's how confident they are in his ability. And look, when he's not practicing, he's not just like sleeping, right? He's not just taking the day off. Yeah. He's he he takes the game film home with him, or I shouldn't say in this case to the team hotel. He watches it in his room. He has the playbook. He's he works with a coach um, individually and. Uh, you know, goes over the game plan and, and does a workout at the hotel gym and, and kind of goes through the motions that way. And that's what he does. But, uh, you know, it, it is, it's hard not being around the team and being able to go through, you know, the, those practice scrimmages and those practice walkthroughs and things like that. Um, but they believe enough in his ability. And look, if they, if they had it their way, that wouldn't be the case. And I do suspect at some point they'll promote him to that two man roster, but the longer they wait, the lower his prorated minimum salary becomes. So it is, there's also a money-saving uh, part of this as well. So they might just kind of roll with it, you know, until they absolutely have to convert him, which is, you know, I think what is going to happen. So they might just go these 18 days, kind of stretch this out as long as pos- they possibly can, and then just promote him into the 15-man roster. But, you know, they probably they may also be waiting on the trade deadline. They may want to wait until after the trade deadline and maintain whatever flexibility that they have with these open roster spots. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think the trade deadline is the the deadline or or the the checkpoint where then they'll start making the the final roster moves. But I've just one been thing, impressed. And one thing about the trade deadline too, I mean, that, like they have this open roster spot, and the open roster spots are valuable across the league when other teams are looking to dump money. And I, I think we look, we talked about the luxury tax before. Uh, the Warriors are not going to get under the luxury tax number. So if they just kind of accept that they're paying luxury tax, right, which I think they have, they can – like if they want to get into asset collection mode, they could take a contract off of somebody else's books in exchange for a draft pick, you know, just like the reverse version of what they did to Memphis where they had to sh- attach a first-round pick to Andre Guadalla to take his money off the, the salary cap. Like the Warriors can't do that. Now, I don't suspect – that's what they want to do with that roster spot. I do think that they would prefer to just promote Bowman and or Chris, but that's why you keep that flexibility because there might be a team that panics out there and they're, you know, right at the one yard line of a deal that they have to make and they need to get a third team involved to take some salary and they might be willing to part with a valuable asset to make it happen. 
that's why you wait, and the Warriors can afford to wait. I mean, the trade deadline is February 6th. We're, we're right around the corner, and Chris's days will get him well beyond that. Yeah, you got to keep your options open. I mean, it's a smart thing to do, especially when there is no real pressure or deadline for Marquise, Chris, or Kai Bowman. You could potentially keep them on the two ways the, the rest of the season and still have their rights and still be able to retain them. So it's just the smart way to do it. Uh, they still have access to them, or at least to Marquise, Chris. I think Bowman's down to like two or three days left. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I do think the trade deadline is is the checkpoint because after that, then the flexibility, there's there's nothing you're really keeping an open roster spot for uh, unless you're just saving money, which who knows? They exactly. might be into that too. We will see. Wes, go enjoy Beantown, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.